Hello, thank you for tuning in. I'm Katie Newman, co-chair of the Total Wellness Collaborative of Forsyth County. I'm excited because I'm here with Joy and Bella Stanley and Matthew Johnson. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. And we're going to be talking about romance. I know that that is not what you probably expected, but the digital world literally has revolutionized the way we meet people socially and not just students, but adults, and it affects our culture and community. So the way teens communicate with a date and maintain relationships is much different than maybe the way I've experienced it or maybe um, previous generations, but we just really want to hear your viewpoint as a parent, Joy, and with Matthew and Bella, your viewpoint and um, on the subject. So we'll jump in. Joy, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I work for Family Haven. I'm the director of outreach education, and I teach at about 10 schools in Forsyth County about safe, healthy dating relationships. And I've been doing this job for about three years. And I will say, I notice pretty much everywhere I go that parents are not talking to their children at all, really, about dating. When I ask questions in class, even ask the kids, raise your hand if your parents have talked to you about dating. Most of the time, no one says that their parents are doing that. Wow, that is interesting. Yeah, interesting for sure. Especially because the way we interact with each other now is very different. I think parents um, oftentimes feel like they... Um, maybe they don't want their children to start dating. Maybe they don't think that their eighth and ninth graders are dating. That's generally the age that I'm working with. Um, and sometimes I wonder if they think if we don't bring it up, then maybe they're not dating or they won't date. And um, that is definitely the contrary. Recently, um, I saw some some statistics that said 85% of eighth and ninth graders are dating and 75% of parents do not think that their children are dating at all. Wow. So, yeah. you know, I think it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. So as a parent, what is your definition of dating? Because I'm going to jump over to Joy, uh, not Joy, but Bella and Matthew in a minute and get their definition. But what's your definition of dating? Um, well, I do have a 17-year-old daughter, Bella, and then I have a 15-year-old son, Hayes. Um, I would say spending time together um, based on their age. I would say middle school, um, you know, maybe meeting out places but I would say older you know Bella and Matthew are almost 18 so definitely going places without parents involved got it yeah okay thank you for sharing and Bella why don't you start and share us with us a little bit about you Okay, so my name is Bella. I am an 11th grade student at Forsyth Central and Matthew is my boyfriend of over a year and uh, okay. and they're both looking ahead to college. We're we're gonna go on a college visit um, together next week with along with Matthew's mom. So okay. we're looking at uh, Kennesaw State. Yep. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, congratulations on getting older and making choices for yourself. Yeah, I bet. You know, I think one thing that is. Um, a comfort to a parent as your your child is dating going off alone often um, you know with um, especially here this is my daughter going with a guy who um, is big mm-hmm. and football plays on the football team I also um, made it a point to get to know his family and his mom and I have become good friends and I think we're pretty much on the same page about a lot of things we communicate about times maybe when they're together 
together. And I think that that is very helpful. I would suggest that to, um, to you know, any parent who, who has a child who is getting serious possibly with somebody. Yeah. You, know, you okay. can learn a lot about that individual by their parents. Yeah. Now, Bella and Matthew, y'all tell me what your definition of dating is. All right, so I definitely feel like dating now is very complicated. Um, usually I feel like there are three stages for teenagers. So the first I feel like would be talking, which is when you're Snapchatting, you're getting to know the person, you're kind of starting to like them, but nothing's really for sure. And then from that, I feel like what is really common is people will have a thing which a thing is when you like that person, they like you, you're talking, everyone kind of knows that you're together, but nothing's official, you're not their boyfriend, you're not their girlfriend. And I mean, I've known people to have a thing for months, like never really be official. And then once you kind of ask somebody out, you ask them to be your boyfriend, ask them to be your girlfriend, that's when you're dating. I would say that it's definitely being serious with the other person most people aren't dating just to have fun, especially once you get older and high school and all that stuff. Um, it's definitely wanting to spend a big majority of your time with the other person and obviously someone that you have fun with and you can joke around with and that you really care about. Okay. Thank you, guys. Good answer. You got a thumbs up from your girlfriend, so that's good. Okay, so um, we are going uh, – We we have some comments, some true or false comments from – people like me who are interested in teens and families in our community. Um, so I'm just going to ask this, and we'll start with um, you, Joy, um, that the dating pool has widened for teens. Do you think that's true or false? Well, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like if a, like, how, in your opinion as a parent, do you think that that kids are now able to communicate with more individuals through technology so the amount of people that they interact with could that they could potentially date has gotten bigger for sure talking to people from different schools in our community um i think through probably snapchat would you guys say yes maybe social media whereas maybe before that students might not have been really interacting much with other people in our community but aside from just the people that attend their school. Okay, what do you guys think? True or I, false? I definitely think true. It's very easy just to exchange Snapchats. And to begin a relationship, we know a lot of people who are dating people from other schools, even people from different counties, just because it's so easy to stay in contact with people when they are a distance away and you're not necessarily seeing them every day like at school. It is as easy as just shooting like a text or a Snapchat, just clicking send, and then, I mean, within five minutes, you can already have an answer back if your state's away. Like, it's that easy. Wow, even out of state. Yeah. And then, um, what about flirting is mostly viral? What do you guys think about that? We'll start with you two first. I definitely think true as well. While I do think that, you know, you're seeing people face to face, you know, Matthew and I met in a class, that's how we started dating, but we were on Snapchat, we were texting, Snapchatting all the time, definitely like talking, flirting, and even just FaceTime, I feel like has changed things because we would FaceTime every night, and that's even being able to see the person, to, you know, see their face, their expression, like I don't, we don't really talk like on the phone really ever. I feel like we're always FaceTiming. 
So I definitely think that technology plays a big role. I feel like technology kind of spurred our relationship on faster than maybe it would have. It does make it a lot easier for anybody, like, in a lot of ways, just talking and being able to get in contact, like, fast and easy without having to worry about, like, where they are, where they're going, just because most of the time you're talking and you know. And would you guys say that in class, you also are um, majority of the time doing schoolwork. So you're not necessarily having tons of time to flirt or talk all during class, right? Depending upon the subject area, right? Right. And even at school, even though you guys go to school together, and I know you probably see each other between classes, but that's what, five minutes? Yeah, definitely. You know, so... Are, I think you're right. I think yeah. that's yeah. true. We're texting yeah. all day, you know, even just something funny that happened to us in our class. We're always, you know, we're always, like, talking about that. So. Awesome. Well, okay, so here's another question that um, may be a little more serious, but um, I would like to hear your opinion about it. Online harassment is a problem, and that could be um, ver- a variety of different things. Like, um, it could be sexting, it could be um, somebody pursuing you when you don't want them to, it could be, um, like, even, like, even peers or friends kind of pressuring you either way. So that's kind of what online harassment, I think, in this explanation is looking at. What do you think? I think that's true, especially with Snapchat. Like, I mean, I know this isn't at school, but the other day at work, um, this girl was telling me that one of the, like, one of our coworkers was sending her like inappropriate pictures over snapchat even after she told him to stop and he just kept doing it and i feel like it's just super easy to like do stuff no matter what people say over a phone so it's easier to kind of push the boundary um whenever it's digital right okay bella what do you think i definitely agree and i think it is um very easy to you know harass somebody i mean i've definitely had in the past, while we were dating, guys maybe send me messages wanting my Snapchat, wanting to talk to me, and I would kind of say, oh, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend, and then they would even say, like, oh, well, let me know when you don't, like, you know, and you're kind of like, I don't know you, you know, stop. I feel like it's disrespectful to both people, but I think it's just easy when you're behind a screen to put yourself out there and to go that extra mile to pursue somebody when, you know, you're, when my boyfriend isn't standing right there, you know, yeah. and you're not in person. So. Yeah. Now, Joy, tell me a little bit about what the kind of stuff that you talk about when you come into schools and into the health classes and share about um, teen safety. Do you, is there a lot of talk about online stuff or is it more like your physical presence when you're on a date? Tell me about Mm, that. We really talk about all of those things, um, primarily focusing on, um, the examples of emotional abuse. I think physical abuse, people, everybody kind of knows what that is, but I think emotional abuse, which could include um, some technology, things going along with technology, um, stalking, you know, I know one example um, that we've given is somebody texting you 50 times an hour. I mean, there are, you know, there are kids that say that 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 has happened to them, a boy, boy, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, so, so sort of being able to look for those signs and then um, determine if it's serious enough that you need to take it to an adult. Yeah, and guys, do y'all see a little bit about a little bit of that where 
um, even in a in a relationship. Um, I know y'all are around a lot of different people, a lot of social groups. Um, do you see that sometimes teen relationships can kind of go sour or get a little toxic? For sure. I definitely think that's true. And I think it's just because it's easy for the lines to be blurred. There's actually a couple that Matthew and I know we're pretty good friends with both the boy and the girl, and they are logged into all of each other's social media. They monitor each other on social media. They can go into each other's accounts, like, unlike messages, message people, see who they're talking to. And it's caused problems for them just because I feel like things can easily be misconstrued and I just feel like at that point obviously there's not trust between the people. Matthew and I aren't logged into each other's social media because I know he's not talking to someone he's not supposed to be. He knows I'm not talking to someone I'm not supposed to be and we just have that level of trust where you have to you know, give your partner a little bit of space. But I will say, I think that that has to do with maturity as well. I mean, they are both almost 18 years old. And um, I, I think you guys tell me, possibly when you're, you're looking at eighth and ninth graders, that maturity level is probably no, not there. Um, but I do think that it, it is difficult to, um, with the the technology like it is i mean back when you know i'm older than you are back when we were in school i mean what there there was no necessarily secret way to communicate with somebody aside from being on your parents phone i mean sitting in the middle of your living room you know if your parents knew that you were dating someone very seriously they would have even said what are you doing you're not talking to your boyfriend or girlfriend but So I do think it is challenging for kids these days to probably date somebody and find that level of trust and, you know, be mature mature enough about it, too. So here's another question um, that you guys can talk about is, um, and it's related to this, but as far as relationships at, in, in even middle school, high school, you see like the maturity plays a part right um because i'm sure you guys had you know different experiences when you were younger than you do now um but tell me about is that something that is really difficult for high schoolers in talking face to face even if it's facetime on on conflict resolution or working through problems I definitely feel like it can be difficult. Texting is very hard. I mean, sometimes we'll even be texting, and if I feel like he said something and I just read it, and, like, maybe he meant it in a rude way, but then he's like, what are you talking about? I didn't say it like that. And then later I'm like, oh, oops, (laughs) oops. But um, I definitely feel like as teenagers, you have to be able to sit down and be mature enough to try to handle conflicts while we really work on trying to listen to the other person, trying to understand, trying to stay calm, and just realizing that the end goal is not necessarily you against the other person, but it's the two of you against the problem. And so you kind of have to work together. We try to always be really open, really honest, talk about how we're feeling and try to talk about it in like still, even if we're upset in a calm and kind way. And I feel like that's something that not a lot of teenagers really know how to do. I feel like if you're in a serious relationship, like you don't want to be fighting the whole time. Like you want to have like a solid fun relationship and talking through it definitely can't always be the easiest thing, but in the end it's always better. 
So do, would you say true or false that teens lack relationship skills? In most cases, true. Okay, and tell me why you think that may be true. Because there's like friend, like our friends that have been dating and then they'll break up for something like super small and something that's not even worth it and just because of the maturity level. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. And then would you say, uh, do things during that breakup time that cause permanent problems if, when, if, and when they get back together? Yeah, I think stuff can be said that'll hurt the other person. And then they will say that they're going to stay friends and then they end up talking to other people and then the other one gets hurt. And then it just, it all usually ends up ending bad. Okay. Okay. And Joy, um, would you, you've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but um, teens whose parents talk to them are better prepared. True or false? Definitely true. Unfortunately, I just don't think that a lot of that is happening, um, but, but for sure. Okay. For sure. Okay. And then um, what about, um, like, and that kind of goes a little bit with this, is that um, your teen will need ongoing guidance. Mm, yes, if I feel like they're they're willing to talk to you about that, and I would think as a boy, like for my son Hayes, who is not able to be here with us today because he is taking his milestones test, um, but he he probably is less eager to talk to me about it. But I would say Bella does not she does not share with me all the details about their relationship either. I think that just sort of goes along with their, their age. Um, Matthew, what do you think as a guy? And do you feel like you, you, how much do you feel like you're willing to share with your mom about if you're, if you're in an argument with Bella or you might be upset with her just as a guy? There's definitely been very few times. I can probably count on one hand that I've gone and talked to my mom while I've been dating Bella about something that's like, been happening why why do you think that is just because I feel like I mean all guys are kind of like this you just feel like you can handle it better on your own and I've realized that handling it on my own is usually not the best idea and so that's why even if it's even if it's about me and Bella I always have to end up like talking to her about it to make the problem okay you know what I also think when they're dating somebody who you know we my husband and I like Matthew a lot and so I think maybe sometimes Bella might hesitate to come to me because she probably thinks that I might take Matthew's side and (laughs) I can guarantee you that Melissa his mom might feel the same I feel like she um she and Bella have a very good relationship and I could see her being the same way to maybe what do what do you say about that Matthew oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, I think I think so. I think she would trade me for Bella. I mean, or she might be quick to, you know, start to defend Bella in the situation. And maybe maybe sometimes Matthew's not ready ready for that yet. I think Bella, Bella too, maybe she would hesitate to come to me. Do you feel like that most teenagers, like, do they share a lot of their relationship issues with their parents? Like, say, if, a, if, if there is something that may be toxic going on or manipulation going on between the two, like you were saying um, about the texting 50 times or, um, you know, in a row, do you feel like most teenagers would talk to their parent or at least a trusted adult about that? I think one thing that is in the way of teenagers talking to adults about problems like that is that they still do care about that person. I think it's 
kind of if they're the only one that knows about it then they can go back to the person if you tell a parent that you feel threatened by someone that you feel like they're hurting you that they're manipulating you well obviously your parent is not going to be excited if you decide to get back together with that person if you decide to fix it with that person so I think it's an element of you don't want to be held accountable I think that teens want to be like want to be able to handle their own problems and want to be able to make their own choices and I think when you do get a parent involved then you do give part of that away and I think they want the freedom to be with who they want whether the person is hurting them or not even though it may not it may be unhealthy like you were saying it may be unhealthy but it's like that autonomy right that Mm -hmm. you know that I can make my own choices because I'm a teenager now my my brain is more developed and I want to like be more independent you know there um when um I go out and speak with some of my guest speakers um I have a um junior uh boy that comes and talks with me and he's he actually happens to be friends with Bella and Matthew and he oftentimes refers to a couple that I know Bella and Matthew are familiar with too that do have a very unhealthy relationship would you guys say that you Matthew I'll start with you do you think that um that that couple just from knowing them do you think that they might share with their parents some of what's going on or would you say absolutely not absolutely not I think that I mean they've been dating off and on since like probably eighth grade um, and it's just been a lot of unhealthy, like stuff that's just been emotional happening. abuse too. Yeah, correct? emotional mm-hmm. and definitely not physical abuse, but just a lack of trust and lack of respect for each other. And it's almost like you, like we were saying, technology allows constant contact, right? So there's when is when is when? Like when is it too much for? someone to text their um their boyfriend or girlfriend or somebody they're talking to or um like what would you say is something that could potentially be harmful emotionally harmful so we can start with you guys and then we'll go to joy Hmm. that's kind of a hard one because definitely with technology you're always in contact like matthew and i were always talking throughout the day i always know where he's going almost just because he's driving you know i like to know when he's made it home safe when he's made it to where he needs to be safely um so i you know like to know that and of course he does too just to make sure everybody's doing good but we definitely are in contact all the time and so when is it really too much i think it's too much when maybe the person is not kind of texting you back on purpose and you're saying hey 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 like when you're really kind of overdoing it to the point where maybe you can step back and say i seem a little desperate here but um i just think contacting the person when they don't really want you to contact and and I know that that is something that like boundaries is super uh, uh, appropriate um, to know when those healthy boundaries are. And is that something that that teenagers talk about when they're in a relationship? Do they talk about like, hey, I need some time, and or does that turn the other person off? Again, I think it just kind of depends on how serious they see the relationship is. Like if it's something that they kind of just got forced into by friends, they don't really know the other person, then they probably won't be talking about much. But, I mean, like me and Bella, we, like, started from the ground up. Like, we made sure that we really liked each other before we started dating. Like, we talked about it. We talked about, like, boundaries. We've talked about all of that. So Mm -hmm. I think it just kind of comes back to the seriousness. And maybe just, you know, sort of figuring it out as you go. 
wouldn't you say? Like um, maybe with you and your husband or mm-hmm. my husband and I, if, you know, he's it's a process. Yeah, and he's busy during the day working. So we're not talking then. Both Bella and Matthew have jobs when they're at work. Um, even if they'd like to text each other, yes. I think they both probably, you know, w- know that they would get in trouble if they did. So, so when they're at work, then both of the, you know one or the other is respecting that, and they're not constantly texting right. each yes. other mm-hmm. because they know they're at work. I I think as parents. I appreciate that they're checking on each other's safety, too, with driving. That's a big issue, I think. Um, You know, I know I have the Life360 app, which is an app that a lot of parents have, um, simply to make sure that, um, you know, Bella's safe when she's driving. But I know um, that Matthew's paying attention to that, too, and I can see when they're in the car together. And so mm-hmm. I think I think just kind of learning as you go in the relationship. Is that something that you feel like is you're you're pressured um, to do? Like if you're pressured to text back right away and you're driving, do you think that that is something that like um, people like that you know, like your peers, struggle with, or do you think that that's something they take seriously? I think that honestly, it's kind of all goes back to just really communicating. Like when Matthew is driving, he tells me I'm driving. I'll text you when I get there. I love you. And when I'm driving, I say, okay, I'm driving. I'll text you when I get there. And so then I know that if he doesn't text me back, it's because he's driving. If one of us is going to take a test, we say, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm taking a test, just letting Mm -hmm. you know. And I feel like that avoids conflicts Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of it is like if someone, you know, someone you're dating just randomly does not respond to anything from you for an hour, you're kind of like, wait a minute. Really? An hour? I I really kind of feel like because you have your phone on you all the time, and of course, I do text Matthew back very quickly because I want to talk to him. I want to hear about his day, hear what he has to say. And so I feel like, um, you know, if you know, we're at school and suddenly he doesn't run me back for a while. I'm like, oh, did his phone die? Did, you know, what happened? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I feel like it's definitely not a problem unless it's like consistently happening and you're kind of starting to lose trust in the other person. Yeah. Okay. And I would, well, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say possibly with our generation where we did not grow up with the phone with constant contact right i mean i would say for and i'd be interested to see how often do you talk to your husband during the day yeah no i'm asking you i mean no i think like maybe four like texts right you know but if you ask him an important question he probably check i bet your husband checks your messages and you want him to get back to you if it has something to do with your kids or whatever so i think whatever you establish as a couple Right. right. Those, so those I think rules. as a couple, right. they've established the way, what they're comfortable with. And I think you you and your husband, my husband and I too. But I think if we had grown up, you know, our started our relationship like them, like probably that, right. for that generation, if these two stay together, they'll probably text a ton more than we do with our sure, husbands sure. because that's just what they know. Yeah, absolutely. And what um, a few other things um, for you guys before we wrap up. Um, so um, on a more serious note, um, true or false, most teens that are in a relationship or talking to someone engage in sexting one another. I definitely feel like that is very common. Even just, I think all teenagers, any school, um, and I think part of it is because of the technology, I think, again, the lines are kind of blurred. Of course, it is a crime. We've had, you know, a student, we know someone who had to register as a sex offender 
because they were caught with inappropriate pictures on their phone. And I think teenagers just don't really realize how serious it is. And I think that teenagers don't really realize how, you know, you need to at the very least be able to trust who you're communicating these things with because you know, it goes to the wrong person and then things can get so out of hand so fast. You know, we've seen that time and time again, just people spur of the moment decisions, someone you don't really know, someone you don't trust and things, you know, get out of control. And I think that also kind of with talking to parents, I think parents don't really realize either the magnitude of the situation. They don't realize that your teen is you know, could be doing it and that your teen might not really realize how serious it is. And so I think that parents aren't really aware and so students aren't really getting that. What do you say about guys? I'd say it definitely, like just overall, it definitely happens a lot more than it doesn't probably. Just because it is so easy, like other than screenshots, I mean Snapchat, there's nothing that will stay forever unless you send it in like a private chat. And you can save it. So, like, just normal pictures that you send to someone, unless they screenshot them, they're not going to show up ever again. So, I think that's kind of what people are thinking when they do it. Either they're just not thinking, or they think they can trust the person. Mm-hmm. Just stuff like that. I mean, anything can go wrong, no matter. Yeah, and I know that we. I mean, especially like what Bella was saying is, if there is a breakup, and that could be possibly used as emotional blackmail because you're no longer in the relationship, mm-hmm. and you've sent this person these things. And that could be, you know, kind of emotionally hurtful if that if that information got out. I do want to add this in one uh, one class session that we were having at Gateway. Um, the SRO officer came in and talked to the class, and um, he was talking about that very subject. And surprisingly, they said that um, the majority of people who are caught sending out inappropriate pictures. Um, is girls, not guys, not guys sending pictures out of girls they were in a relationship with, practically never. It was girls maybe finding pictures on their boyfriend's phones of another girl, then sending those out. Wow. Okay, and as we wrap up, last question. Thank you guys for that. Um, um, And this may be more toward for Joy, but um, establishing safety rules for your teen. Um, Joy, can you kind of share a little bit about like um, what you talk about with your classes um, and, and maybe if parents listening could kind of use these tips? Um, I encourage the students to look at social media, maybe somebody that they're considering going on a date with. Um, check that person's social media. What is that person um, doing in their free time? Who are their friends? And asking um, asking people about that person um, in the school, you know, and encouraging them to get to know who they're going to go on a date with. You know, when Be- Bella decided she was going to go out with Matthew. I did not know him at all, um, but I knew that they had a class together. I knew Bella had known Matthew for um, most of the school year, and um, she drove herself to that date, so she was not alone with, you know, I felt like hopefully that would be a safe situation. She was not going to be alone with him, Um So I think just making sure that you really feel like you know that person before you are going to go anywhere alone with with them. I think they had gone out several times, 
you know, maybe before Bella went anywhere alone with him. Because I, as a as a parent, that that definitely is um, is scary. And checking out um, social media too, and and asking, you know, I ask Bella a lot of questions about him. Um, and I do think there's a difference between a son and a daughter. I definitely don't feel fearful for my son going out with um, a, maybe spending time with a girl um, as I might feel more more nervous about a daughter. Okay. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you. Thank you. We'd like to say thanks for our collaborative agencies and to United Way of Forsyth County for helping sponsor the podcast. Visit us at www.forsyth.k12.ga.us slash student support. The views in this forum are from the individuals of the panel and are used for community discussion purposes. To view Forsyth County Schools' disclaimer, go to www.forsyth.k12.ga.us slash disclaimer.